Hello, I'm Brian, and thanks for watching today. I'm with Harmony Christian Church. I'm the minister here. Thanks for watching wherever you might be, uh, sitting in your shorts or pajamas at home. Uh, again, just just thanks for watching. Uh, a couple of things you might like to know. Um, we, you can find us and get some more information about us at harmony at harmonychurch.tv. You can find out more about us there. You can also leave us a comment if you'd like. Let us know maybe there's something we might be praying about. Also, you can give. You can donate. Uh, online as well at harmonychurch.tv. You can go there, uh, click on uh, click on donate, and you can either do a one-time gift or a recurring gift uh, during this time. Or if you'd like to, you can mail us uh, a donation if you'd like to. You can mail it to 7100 South Choctaw Road. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. Thank you, and we're praying for you all. And uh, as we all uh, get used to this kind of new thing that we're all experiencing. We're really good at focusing on other people. Uh, the story goes there were these two guys, they were real good friends, and they were going to go on a mission trip together. And they had packed up all their stuff, they were getting ready to go. And then they headed off, and, and as they were getting ready to head off down to where they were going for their mission trip, uh, these are really good friends, so they could talk to each other pretty honestly about stuff. And the one friend turned to the other and was like, Hey man, you know, like, I've noticed like you've gained a lot of, uh, a lot of weight recently. You might want to consider maybe dropping a few pounds. I mean, just, you know, just take care of yourself. And it, it wasn't anything that was harsh or mean. And, and anyway, uh, you know, time kind of goes on and they're down at the mission trip and things have been going pretty well. And the, the one guy was like, you know what? I'm, I, I need another pair of pants. Like I'm out of, I'm out of clean pants to wear. And so he turned to his friend and, and his friend was like, you know, uh, I've got a couple of extra uh, that I could give you. And he's, oh, okay. In the back of his mind, he thought, you know, you've gained all that weight. Is it really going to fit? Well, sure enough, he gave him those pair of pants, tried them on, and they fit just fine. You know, I think spiritually we're kind of a lot like that. We're really good at seeing the fault in other people. We're not so good at seeing what's going on with us. Like, like we don't tend to ask questions like, God, how might you in this situation humble me? We we don't tend to say things like, hey, God, in this situation that, that I'm experiencing right now, how might I nurture the fruits of the Spirit in my life? How might I nurture patience or self-control or, or some kindness? Instead, we see that other people don't have those. That person and that person and that person, they they need some self-control or they need some patience, but we're not so sure maybe so much about ourselves. And you, and you can notice that in a lot of people, especially the things that are happening now, one of the things you can tell about people when things are kind of not going so right in people's lives, when anxieties begin to come, one of the things that you can see is people will start to hoard. They'll start to hoard. They'll start to gather up a lot of things. And, and we hoard up a lot of things because we're afraid, we're, we're scared, we, we're wondering, is anybody going to be kind enough to share? And we kind of wonder. And yet today, as you're sitting there watching this video, you're at home. You've got electricity and indoor plumbing, and uh, you've got a refrigerator and a freezer that's got some food in it. And you've got running water and internet, otherwise you wouldn't be watching the video. And there's a lot of things that are kind of around us. I think of the, I think of the, the impact that going to India two times has had on me. And the first time that I went to India as, as a college student, it really just blew me away going there. 
you know, I, I was meeting all of these people who were actually in a mud hut and, and the floor of their house was just it was just dirt with maybe a rug on it. And they were lucky if all they had was like some chicken and some rice to eat for that day. And yet they were happy. They were satisfied. They were, they were full of joy. And when, and when you would gather with the church there in India, there in Demo with, with mid-India church partners and with Vavert Lull, when, when we would gather with them for church on Sunday, you're sitting in a room with people who probably know and experience on a daily occasion like chronic malnutrition. Something that I don't have to deal with. Probably for you, if you're watching this video, it's probably something that, that you don't deal with. And then I'm also thinking of like people down in Venezuela and the things that they're going through. I mean, they're actually eating out of garbage cans in order to survive. So when we kind of look around, when we kind of look around, maybe there's not so much fault out there. As maybe there might be maybe with ourselves, because there seems to be plenty to kind of go around. In the book of Luke, there's a lot of things that Jesus talks about. He, there's a lot of things like justice and what it means to follow him, what it means to be a servant. He, the, these kind of things kind of come up in the book of Luke. And in the book of Luke chapter 12, Jesus has been giving a, a teaching on generosity. And at the end of his talking about generosity, there's a guy in the crowd. There's always that one guy, right? And there's this one guy in the crowd, and he's got a question. And, and when Jesus is done kind of teaching, here's the question that he asks. This is from Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 3. It says this, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. In other words, what this guy is trying to ask Jesus is, Hey, you know what? I really like what you had to say about generosity, but it's really not for me. Could you go tell that to my brother? He's the one that really needs to hear what you have to say. And I think we're a lot like that guy. We hear a lot of the things that Jesus has to say, and we think, you know what, that's really neat. Maybe that's not for me. Who that's really for is for that guy over there. So Jesus, if you would, just go tell that to my brother. He's the one that really needs to hear what you have to say. Now, now you might remember, you might be already familiar with this, that in Jesus' day, there were some rules around inheritance. And then the inheritance in Jesus' day would go to the uh, the firstborn male would get uh, the majority or a double portion of the inheritance. Now, uh, firstborns didn't get that inheritance because they were necessarily wiser or they were better people. It was actually they got that double portion because they'd been given a little bit more responsibility. Because now their job was not only to take care of themselves and like their family, it was their responsibility now to take care of the whole family. So they got the double portion of an inheritance to take care of their family. And then that other portion, for, because now they had a responsibility to the rest of the family. And for those of us that have extra, we too have a responsibility to others. And so this guy's got a question. He's like, hey, Jesus, would you go tell my brother about this wonderful teaching that you have? Because I think he's the one that really needs to hear it. And to that, Jesus responds this way. In verse 14, Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? 
Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. If Jesus was writing like a, a, a research paper, this would be his thesis statement. This is his thesis statement. This is the main topic about which he wants to talk about. And now everything else that Jesus says after this is like the supporting documents to surround this thesis statement. That life is not all about possessions. And the difficulty is, is that we live in America. And we really do live by that old axiom of, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. Like, I think we really kind of believe that. I mean, if there's any kind of a threat to society at large or even to Christianity in America, it's it's consumerism. It's all the stuff that's out there and all the stuff we want to get. It's just stuff. So Jesus says there's an alternative. Life isn't all about possessions. And so he continues on. He, he illustrates his point, as he often does, the story. In verse 16, he says, And he told them this parable. The ground of a, rich, of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. So this guy had a really good year. I mean, he's been working hard, and now all that hard work has paid off. He's a success. In fact, this is the guy that you want to come and teach like the business class. He's probably written a book on the six easy steps on the how to be a successful farmer. And this is the guy you want to come to your, to your event. He's a success. He, you know, he's, he's achieving the dream. He, he's made it happen. He's, he has this huge payday that has come his direction. And he probably has a, a response in the way that, that we would kind of have a response which is, hey, I've, I've made all this money. Like Things are working out pretty good. And, and then the story kind of continues. And then he said, this is, what, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. So this guy kind of thinks the same way that we kind of think. He's worked hard. He's got a bumper crop. Things are looking good. You know, I've been able to add on and build some more. I've, I've, the shed is all full. Like I've got some, I've got my stuff. I can just kind of chill out. I can just kind of relax. I've got all this surplus. I, I, I can kind of relax now. And then God steps into the picture. Jesus continues the story. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. And then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. So this is what the story that Jesus gives as, as an illustration on. This is what it means to not live life focused on more stuff. Now, I don't think what Jesus is saying here is that the material world is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to go and Get the coffee that you enjoy. It's not a bad thing that you've got Christmas decorations up in the attic. It's it's not a bad thing that you've got, you know, more than one pair of jeans to wear. Like like I don't think that those things are like are like bad things. I don't think that what I don't think that's what he's getting at. What he's saying is is that life is not all about the possessions. It's not all about the things. That there's more to life than just the material world. 
And if all you do is just focus in on the material world, then you'll never really be satisfied because you always will be looking for the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing that's supposed to satisfy. That's what we'll do. So Jesus tells us this story and we might just be thinking to ourselves, you know what? You're right. Jesus, you are correct. In fact, that sounds like a really, really good teaching. We really like that idea. We might even say duh to that to some degree. Like, yeah, we know that life isn't all about stuff. Like we know that. But then, but then Jesus wants to tell us like a little more because he turns his attention to his disciples and he's talking to his disciples. And while he's talking to them, he's also talking to the crowd and not just the crowd, but really to us. And so here's what Jesus has to say. Continuing on, he says this. This is why I keep telling you not to worry about anything in life, what you'll eat, about about you'll clothe your body. Life is more than food and the body is more than fancy clothing. Think about the crows flying over there. Do they plant and harvest crops? Do they own silos or barns? Look at them fly. It looks like God is taking pretty good care of them, doesn't it? Remember that you are more precious to God than birds. Which one of you, which one of you can add a single hour to your life or inches to your height by worrying really hard? If worry can't change anything, then why do it so much? Think about those beautiful wildflowers growing over there. They don't work up a sweat toiling for needs or wants. They don't wake up thinking what's going to happen, yet the great King Solomon never had an outfit that was half as glorious as these. Look at the grass growing over there. One day it's thriving in the fields, and the next day it's being used for fuel. If God takes such good care of such transient things, how much more can I depend on God to take care of you? Weak in faith as you are. Don't reduce your life to the pursuit of food or drink. Don't let your mind be filled with anxiety. People of the world who don't know God pursue these things. But you have a father caring for you, a father who knows all your needs. Since you don't need to worry about security and safety, about food and clothing, then pursue God's kingdom first and foremost, and these other things will come to you as well. Since you don't need to worry, then don't. It's a pretty freeing teaching from Jesus. It's a pretty freeing kind of a thing. When you read that passage from Jesus, it kind of kind of lowers the anxiety level just a tad bit. Just a tad bit. He's reminding us that, look, there are all these things out there in the world, but you know what? None of those things are going to satisfy you in the same way that God can satisfy you. So what do you do? Well, you seek his kingdom. And what does that mean? Well, basically what he means by that is seeking God's kingdom is sort of in his prayer. And the the prayer that he gives where he says to do things here on earth as they are in heaven. That's what it means to seek after God's kingdom, to, to do things like to do things here on earth as they would be done in heaven. It's difficult sometimes to give. It's difficult sometimes to share. Sometimes we share because 
well, we, we feel like if we give, then, then God will bless us. Uh, sometimes maybe we give because we just maybe feel shame or some sort of guilt. Uh, sometimes we give because maybe we feel manipulated somehow and in some way. But Jesus says, look, you can give because God's taking care of you. All of your needs have been met. You're going to be okay. And not only that, he, he sort of finishes off his teaching by saying this. That means you can sell your possessions and give generously to the poor. You can have a different kind of savings plan, one that never depreciates, one that never defaults, one that can't be plundered by crooks or destroyed by natural calamities. Your treasure will be stored in the heavens, and since your treasure is there, your heart will be lodged there as well. We've all watched as the stock market has gone up and down and people's jobs have been affected recently. And there's a lot of like uncertainty. There's a lot of people very scared about what's going to happen. And what Jesus is telling us with this teaching, among other things, is he's saying, just look around. Just look around. You're going to be well taken care of. You're going to be well taken care of. And, and when you invest in the things that aren't just possessions, then you can get a huge return on that kind of investment. You know, you know, here at Harmony, I think of people like Terry Frank, Cindy Basinger, Pam Roper, Ken Roper, uh, David Suffrage, just to name a few people, uh, of people who are making an investment in the lives of other people. And they're making it an investment in a way that you can't even begin to calculate the kind of return on an investment when you're when you're serving children, uh, when you're doing what you can to serve your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You can't even begin to calculate that kind of return. Here a few years ago, we, we gave some money down to shoe the world down in Venezuela, and we were able to put brand new shoes on 700 kids down in Venezuela. And not only give them a pair of shoes, we also gave them some food to eat. Who can begin to kind of calculate that kind of impact? Over in India, we've been able, through Mid-India Church Partners. We've, we've given money uh, to the children over there. And there are children who have gotten food to eat, clothes to wear, and an education. Who can begin to calculate that kind of impact? Those are the things that Jesus is talking about. You take care of those things and I'll take care of you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. It's difficult maybe now to see that, but perhaps in this time as maybe we're a little shaken and a little stirred, maybe Jesus' teaching might hit us fresh and in a new kind of way that maybe this time might just be a reminder to us about really what is most important. Really, what are we investing our time in? So I hope you take this time to really consider what are you investing in? God be with you.